and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. In big, bold, cursive writing, I wrote lay low on my calendar for today, for this whole weekend. Okay. I, um... <laughs> and not much to say about that other than, whoa, okay then. I, I had to. I didn't put anything else on the calendar but lay low fawn. Fawn, lay low. And all day yesterday and today, I've been taking refuge in our basement studio... I seriously feel like I need to collect my energy. It was a week. It was a week of <laughs> lots of meetings, dealing with difficult people, very defensive and opinionated people, people who bulldozed over me. So at the risk of getting into any misunderstandings, quote unquote misunderstandings, I am laying low, guys. Thank you for joining me and Matt as we sit cozy underground in our studio because <laughs> I'm still here so thank you thank you for being with us and joining us as we whisper some friendly reminders to each other it was just it was a hard week for me how about for you I was on vacation <laughs> not too hard other than just thinking about oh dear next week but whatever for me, I had lots of meetings here and there, everywhere, and it was all dealing with people. Their beliefs, their stuff, their triggers, and I was trying to communicate and say, hey, I, I need to express how I am feeling in this, so I need you to hear me because people don't are not hearing me. One of the people that I had to deal with this week was someone who has a status in the community and I guess they're also a psychologist they're like a spiritual leader in the community oh my god so defensive and I was telling them verbatim like I need for you to understand my point of view mm -hmm. I feel this way and I need you to hear me and she kept interrupting me and saying I need you to listen to me. I need you to, because she was saying the opposite of what was actually what I was trying to say. She wasn't hearing me. She was hearing the opposite of what I was saying. So it was, so that's why I have been laying low and I put misunderstandings in quotes. Because remember we had a friend who every time they said misunderstanding, it meant a fight, right? So at the risk of running into any quote unquote mis, are you having a mis? Are we gonna have a misunderstanding? You know that means like full on fight, right? Right. So, at the risk of that, here I am. I've just been underground, totally like under our house in our studio, just so, just so I'm 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 collecting myself and making sure that my words don't hurt or harm anyone else. Right. So anyway, thanks guys for being here. Hello. 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 <laughs> hello. hello. Uh, 
Okay. Before we start this episode, I want to say a huge thanks to Wendy for listening and holding me yesterday. Thank you so much, Wendy. And also, oh my goodness, the biggest thank you to our friend Heather, who late last night got a phone call from me. I just put a call out like, help. I need help. Like, I'm scared. <laughs> um, so our friend Heather Lawrence, thank you so much. She is amazing. She's she was on our podcast what two years ago. It's been it's two. Been... It's been almost two years since she's been on mm-hmm. our podcast. For those of you who don't know Heather Lawrence, you can find her on Instagram, Heather the Advisor. She is a brilliant human being. She's a great. I don't know if psychic's the right word. Like I don't know if the these days psychic is like don't use that word but she's highly gifted very psychic uh that's what she does for a living she's a healer thank you heather i had the best talk with her we spoke for an hour after which i felt so relieved and hopeful and so grateful and because of our talk last night i laughed when i thought it was an impossibility is that a word i thought it would be impossible But we started laughing and after our call, I actually had a total restful sleep, which hardly ever happens for me. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Like, seriously, you listening to us right now, we feel it. We started this podcast to make everyone feel better, but it makes us feel better because we can feel you listening and we feel not alone by talking to you from here. So grateful to you. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. So, when things are bad, scary, harsh, is it possible to have joy? And I want to say that when people want to experience joy, I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people tend to feel like, if if I feel joy, if I'm in the midst of joy while also in the midst of hard things happening in the world right that you're looked at as either lazy because you're not doing anything what are you doing being happy which by the way can we explore that is there a definition is there a different definition for lazy for not lazy for lazy for joy and joy versus happiness right joy versus happiness well if you look up the etymology of joy it goes back to i guess the is it the latin the french but it's goder G-A-U-D-E-R-E, which means to rejoice. Whereas if you break happiness down, H-A-P-P is actually luck. It has to do with luck. So I don't know if that's... We can explore that later. But but like I was saying, I think people are afraid to experience joy because it means you're either lazy or you're apathetic, like you don't care. Or you're not serious, like you're not right. a serious person. You're, you're, you're not paying attention. Right. Or if like, let's say someone passes away and you're still experiencing joy at the same time there's grief. Like, wow, you're so cold hearted. Like, you just look like a bad person. Right. And disrespectful. Right. And- exactly. Yes. Or like maybe if you're joyful at work, maybe you're not working hard enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You enjoy it here? Oh dear. But do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like absolutely. maybe because you're you're in a joyful mood or you're joyful it means you're just not working hard enough. You just don't get it. You you're missing be, something. You you should be sweating. 
like you should be serious and sweaty somehow. You know what I'm saying? Right. Either emotionally or physically even. So why should we carry our life in a burdensome way? Is burdensome a word, by the way? It is I, today. I'm just making up words like I normally do. Bear with me. So is it possible for joy and grief to coexist? Could joy and grief like be opposite personalities like you know how we have friends like us we're total opposites <laughs> right like we're not Yen totally opposite but we are close we are what's another word for opposites like friends that are totally different from one another but they can coexist that through their different personalities create a healthy way of living life different perspectives like the yin and yang together existing can they be friends can joy and grief be friends at the same time that's been my thought for the week because as i was going through the thick of things i'm like i wish i could just be joyful <laughs> i wish i could have a good laugh and like i was saying last night with heather we were discussing some crazy stuff and then we started laughing and it just felt so much better and it led me to get through what I was experiencing and to get a different perspective and then to just feel better because if there's no point in just feeling terrible, what good is that going to do? Do you know what I'm saying? I do. So how do we marry joy with hard times? Right. Any thoughts? In my mind, it's almost like we need to start with really defining away what happiness versus joy really is. And to me, happiness is an external thing. Mm. And joy is an internal thing. Ooh. Exactly. But couldn't you really say that about either one? Like I can say, well, joy is exterior and happiness comes from it. <laughs> joy tends to get thrown around in religious contexts. That's true. Why is that? Internal. It's true. Internal. I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. That's one of those like silly songs that you learned to sing. I learned to sing anyways. But to me, it's an internal process. Perhaps we should even go not further back, but step back to where does everybody really encounter the word joy? You encounter it in church. Yes. You encounter it inside of the word enjoy. Yes. But one of the first places I think most people certainly in America, experienced the word joy was The Joy of Cooking, which was a book. It's a cookbook. Julia Child read it and loved it. That's how she learned how to initially cook. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, The Joy of Cooking has a strange history. It mean? turns out the woman who wrote The Joy of Cooking wrote it. Her children encouraged her to write it as she was grieving for the death of her husband. Are you serious? I am serious. Wow, I didn't know that. So welcome to why perhaps certainly as Americans we might feel there isn't a, a tie between joy and grief. And it's also going back to the definition rejoice, to rejoice comes from rejoice. <laughs> Coming together, right? What does rejoice mean? To rejoice in something, to come together. You're not separate. So why should we separate it from the rest of life. Right. Why should we separate joy? Yes. Why should we? And why? But, did, why what made us feel like we had to? What happened? Yeah, I know exactly what did. It's because everybody wants it. Everybody's telling you happiness feels, and again, we're deline I'm delineating it's happiness pithy. and joy. <laughs> but happiness is like 
oh, you're happy, oh boy, but it's fleeting. Happiness is typically fleeting. Whereas for me, joy is an internal process as part of perhaps your spiritual discipline. You carry that with you everywhere you go. You can't escape it. It is part of your DNA. It's part of who you are. Wow. Maybe we should say joyful birthday or joyful Thanksgiving. But those are moments in time. Those aren't something you carry with you. It's mm-hmm. it, it's not part of your DNA. Mm-hmm. You mean the holidays? Yeah. Unless you're like me. <laughs> every day is Thanksgiving. You know, like every day I'm like, <laughs> let's cook something. If we're happy or sad or scared, let's cook something. Let's bake something. Can we bake some cookies? And the answer to that is always yes. Yes. Does anybody want dessert? Mm, Let me think. Yes. (laughs) Don't freak out out there. Our desserts are healthy. Ish. They are healthy. (laughs) (laughs) We're vegans, crazy vegans, and hardly ever sugar. No sugar. Enjoy it. Enjoy. Don't feel the need to defend it. You're defending it. I am. You are. Well, I feel guilty because how I was raised, like... Ugh, my family. Look, How you were raised, period. Right. Done. Full stop. I, one of the things I wanted to bring up, but it's your story, not my story. What do you mean? It's, Hold on. What? Something I wanted to bring up that's my story, that's your story, oh, not okay. my story, that you told me <laughs> that I, I kind of try and walk with, too, was you talked about how it was like a Tuesday at like noon, and one of your neighbors ordered a pizza and had it delivered. Whereas, like, you would think normally, like, getting a pizza delivered is, like, a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, or I evening thing. Mm-hmm. When did I tell you this? I don't remember. I don't even remember this story. What happened now? She just had a pizza delivered. It wasn't a big deal. Are you sure this was me and not another girlfriend of yours from another time? Could have been, but I don't think so. Honey, I don't think that was me. It was you? <laughs> Who was it? It I was don't not know. me. Just I don't living remember. in Santa Monica. Huh? I don't remember. But it was just during the week and, you know, she had a pizza delivered because why not? Because why not? And that's just it. And again, another story, which is, again, yours to tell and not mine, was how you would be hanging out with your little boyfriend, your boyfriend, um, during the week, during the day. And you would be having fun and you would almost feel a little guilty because of it. That wasn't just, it wasn't my boy. They were friends, honey. Mm-hmm. That was not mm-hmm. my, not at the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Not, we were never boyfriend, that, girlfriend. That, uh, that. No, but that was our whole, <laughs> <laughs> that was our whole group in Santa Monica was, yeah, none of us had nine to five. None of us, none of us lived the nine. Why are you laughing? I because can't Because it, it feels like you're about to defend it. Yeah, I had to because we didn't have nine to five so jobs. It doesn't matter. Just and enjoy people, yourself. But people looked at us like we were a bunch of like bums, you know. I'm sorry, that's a terrible thing to say. But people looked at us like we just never worked, that we weren't serious. Yeah, hello. Yeah, it looked like we were just always on vacation, but we just had a different lifestyle. What a wonderful world it would be if we could all be like we were on vacation all the time. Exactly. Exactly. 
Exactly. Oh my God. We get so stuck in a grind and expectations and dealing with people's stuff. Like I had to this week. It was unbearable. And this is why they try and teach us stupid little tricks like if you commute, you should try and go a different way every single day. Well, I say that. You guys, I never take the quick way. I always take the pretty way. See, but that's just it. Always taking the pretty way isn't doing what I just said, which was try and go to work a different way every day. Yeah, but I want the prettiest way. It doesn't mean I'm going to go the same way, but I'm not going to hop on the freeway to just get from point A to B. No, thank you. I don't like driving fast, first of all. But why do that? Why take the prettiest way? Because it calms me down. Driving mm-hmm. stresses me out. Mm-hmm. And so the prettiest way is usually the, the slowest way. And I prefer to go slow. And it, it feels safer. And I'm usually around trees and water. And one of the reasons, one of the ways to increase joy in your life is to be in nature. Yeah. See, it's right there in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And and that's just it. Like when I was in college, UC Santa Cruz, we would go banana slugs. The whole back area was woods. And I would try and take a walk in the woods as often as humanly possible mm-hmm. because it did calm me down and because it was it was good. And I knew this inherently. I knew this in my cells. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, just looking around, the neighborhoods that are dangerous don't have trees. Not all, not all neighborhoods, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There seems to be more chaos and anger where it's just concrete and no trees, no nature. And w- I, I would say you would right. probably say that about countries too, right? Countries that have more lush, like nature that's prominent tends to be more peaceful. I don't know, unless some crazy person comes and starts bombing the place. So never mind. Never mind. It's it, it's it's it a tricky thing. Yeah. We can only talk yeah, about it mind. from our perspective. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. But they do connect being in nature with joy. They also do connect. And this, again, I think for me, certainly it's part of being in nature. When I'm in nature, it's like I'm open to nature showing me wonder. Mm-hmm. And so in that act, in that almost act of faith, almost, if you want to take it into a religious context, I allow the world to show me something cool, mm-hmm. something wonderful, something fun. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, I, yeah. I like going for a ride early in the morning. And depending on what time it is, sometimes I scare all the bunnies. Right. <laughs> I did that in Colorado. Or the little chipmunk that keeps showing up at our front oh door. Oh my goodness, that <laughs> devil chipmunk. <laughs> Guys, there's a chipmunk. I can see where the cartoons come from. They are so mischievous. They're very loud, too. They're funny. They're crazy, these chipmunks. It's good to look at that. Like last week, we were talking about starlings and murmurs and how you tend to flow together. Sometimes you act Mm -hmm. as one brain and you go from here to there. And sometimes you really have to look out for that one person that could take you the wrong way, that can misguide you, that can mess you up, right? So you have to pay attention to that. And boy, I had a few of them this week, you guys. God, it was nuts. Like, it was really hard to remember to get back to the joy. And sometimes you just have to 
take a little joy and bring it in with you when you go underground. Mm-hmm. Like when you're laying low, remember the story of Martha Stewart when 9-11 happened in, in the United States. Everybody was freaking out. I watched this interview with Martha Stewart and they're like, Martha, what should we do? We're all scared. Like, what do we do? What do you do? She's like, well, no matter what's happening on the outside, bring something beautiful in. So maybe it's a flower. Maybe it's one flower. You put in some water and put it on your table. That will bring you joy. That will bring you beauty. Surround yourself with beauty in any way you can. And that will change things. It brings joy. Right? True. True. It brings forth an internalization of wonder and or the other cousin to joy is gratitude. Because looking at a flower. They're cousins? You know, yeah, they are cousins. How do- <laughs> they're cousins. It's They're related is all that saying it's cousin means is, is just that they're related. Your joy and your gratitude are tied together. The amount of one is closely tied to the amount of the other. So the more grateful you feel, the more joy you typically feel. So the key to the art of joy is gratitude. Which, yes, they are very closely tied because if you feel gratitude and you if you feel gratitude and you feel joy, because joy again is connected as well. I mean, I'm sorry, if you feel gratitude and you feel wonder. Mm-hmm because these things are all tied, then you're much more likely to feel joy. So is it okay that I had to completely be away from people? Sometimes, yes. Like this weekend, to to lay low, to somehow get my joy back? Surgeon's law, 90% of anything sucks, so. What do you mean? Well, (laughs) In this case, what do you mean? uh, 90% of people suck. Oh my God, that's the opposite of our... The Art of Friendship <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just it. This is all, I think, relative to you. So 90% of music sucks. Well, guess what? It's because you don't enjoy, like I don't enjoy jazz, you know, oh dear, trouble, trouble. But I don't, and I just don't. And right. so, you know, that's, that's part of the 90% of music that I don't like. Well, thinking about the weekly interactions that I had, the interactions were filled with conflict, you know, and... And nobody enjoys that. Nobody enjoys that. And it was so weird because I was seeking acceptance. I was seeking guidance and Mm -hmm. I was just getting not that. I was getting defensiveness because I think that's what's going on in the world right now. There's Mm -hmm. so much of it that... We're not able to hear what the other person is really saying. And I think that if you're saying A, B, C, the other person is saying, well, X, Y, Z. How do I? Right. And they're either saying X, Y, Z to prove their own point because they want to bring you around to their way of thinking. Or they're saying X, Y, and Z as a way of completely deflating your A, B, C. Okay. We're talking in code because I'm trying to respect the privacy of our kids right now so i can't tell you like what was happening and what was said just for the sake of privacy just so just bear with us i'm trying to how do we explain what happened without actually saying it we can't but it's like well can you describe the pendulum effect that you were telling me about that society is one way or acts one way 
And then as it corrects itself to better respect the people that were not respected before. Right. The pendulum will swing the other way to the extreme where you have to really go out of your way. And you should to honor and respect this group of people. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're one who's already been respecting that group and you're trying to say, hey, um, in the midst of while all this is happening, this also is happening and you guys are hurting me over here. <laughs> like I'm being hurt. Also, I need help. Help. <laughs> like I got beaten up somehow. Like help me. Um, they look at that and just come at me with, well, don't you know that this is happening in the world? I'm like, bitch, I I just, oops, sorry. I'm like, I'm the one who's been fighting for all of this this whole time. I'm the one who's been on the side of this this whole time. Oh, my God. Yet I'm looked at as the bad guy, like the opposite of what I'm what I'm about. And it's because the pendulum just swings the other way. How can we explain this? Can you can you explain your pendulum oh theory without getting into politics? Yeah, unfortunately, it's really hard not to get into politics on it. But is there a way we can give an example that's benign? Oh my goodness, I'm just trying to think. Just bear with us. Just again for the privacy of little ones, we can't. I don't. I don't want to say it right now. <laughs> it's just a pendulum effect. Like it's it just swings until it gets back to normal. Things can be extreme on either side. Yeah, but the key to me of the pendulum effect is so like, you know, God, I wish I could come up with an example is my problem. Well, let's talk about diet in terms of diet. Oh, that's not a bad one. Okay, like people will stop eating carbs altogether. Right, and that is an example of the pendulum now swinging against carbs. And then at some point, and so it's everybody's like no carbs, no carbs, no carbs, and you're you're the devil, and carbs are the devil. But and carbs are also what potatoes, like well, things that you need. And to hold eat. on, and then the pendulum swings back, and then the and then the quote unquote other side starts making the excellent point of, yes, but carbs are the fuel for your body. You need carbs. You need carbs maybe in the morning. And that's an example of the pendulum swinging back. And then the pendulum swings to the other side again, where people, again, maybe reiterate or double down or cite new studies, which tell you how bad carbs are for you. And then eventually the pendulum settles somewhere in the middle where some people are, it's no longer the carbs are the enemy. It's just carbs are something that you need to pay attention to, like everything else you should be paying attention to in your diet, which is the which is the, the simple message that should have been thrown out there right at the beginning, but nobody would have heard it if the pendulum hadn't have swung. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have gotten to that point where, you know, understanding what carbs really are. It should have been balanced all along. It should have been balanced all along, but because it wasn't, we need... Or society then, zeitgeist maybe, just provides this kind of hard lesson one way and then a swing back and then a swing the other way and a swing back until it eventually lands somewhere in the middle. Right. And we're in this space, I think, with a lot of things, certainly in America. Everything, with everything. It it feels like everything, but it's not everything, but it it feels like it. It feels like everything. It feels like it. 
There's such division. There's so many lines <laughs> in the sand to be drawn. Oh my gosh, everything. And we can't just like... let people be people. No. Because we feel strongly, and we feel strongly in you know wanting to limit things for people ourselves. It's like you can't even have a normal conversation. You can't just be without that thing, political, whatever thing, for people to like stomp you on with like to bulldoze over you like oh my god like can we just have a human interaction <laughs> can you just and I, oh i don't know i don't know it was just so unbelievably confusing this week for me that's right. why i had to lay low i i had to i had to just get away from everything and make no decisions until tomorrow <laughs> so my decision was to just disappear for a little bit until I'm calm and I have my stuff together. And sometimes that's very important to come back to center, to remember. For me, I always call it remembering who I am mm -hmm. and remembering my strengths. And, and you may consider it more about grounding and more about just gathering yourself that way. And also giving myself time to wash off the filth that was thrown on me. True to heal from the battering I felt like I got mm -hmm. that I didn't deserve or like I wanted to fight and I don't want to fight because it won't be heard. What I need to accomplish won't be accomplished mm -hmm. if, if I get into a fight in any kind of a way. I'm not talking about a physical fight. I'm just talking the conflict. So anyway, guys, I hope that helps. I hope that was not too, um, what's the word? Not mysterious, but like too... Circumspect. Um, there's another word I was thinking, like having, it's too, it was all in code. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Spend some time in nature. Or, embrace some gratitude. Embrace some wonder. And feel more joy. And it's okay. Actually, it's more than okay. We should feel joy even in the midst of grief. It's okay. You need to. You need to experience joy throughout it all. Try to encourage the friendship of joy with hardship. Sometimes life can seem hard. Lots of grief sometimes. Mm -hmm. But try to marry joy with it. Try to bring in joy into the friendship. And if you think about it, like when I look at some people that we know that are really going through it and yet they're laughing or they're humming as they're cooking or they're creating music, mm -hmm. singing mm -hmm. and laughing despite being so torn down in society, they're winning. Let's win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. It's like thumbing your nose mm -hmm. at at the bad stuff and saying you can't touch me right because this is my life and i'm going to enjoy it i'm going to rejoice in my beautiful life thank you that's it we love you thank you so much for listening you guys i hope that wasn't cryptic that was the word i was looking for cryptic, cryptic. <laughs> all right guys love you have a beautiful every day have a joyful every day talk to you in a few days be well Bye.